Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 183. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we'll be getting into the World Baseball Classic. That's right. The host and executive producer of this show will be at the World Baseball Classic in one of four cities. It's up to you to determine which one. Uh, and then we'll be getting into communion with E. Today's topic is something about busts. What's the worst? What's worse? A player who is a bust because of injuries or a player who is a bust because of his play? What's the biggest bust in any of your four major American sports leagues teams? Uh, and then, you know, we'll see where the world takes us from there. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm good. Um... Yeah, excited to talk about World Baseball Classic. Excited to go to the World Baseball Classic. Uh, it's something I've been looking forward to since I believe 2017 was the last one of them. It was the last World Baseball Classic, so it'll be... Uh, That's correct, yeah. It was 2017. It was supposed to be 2021, this one, but COVID hit, so they pushed it back. World Baseball Classic's a little bit weird, so you'd think it would have the traditional format of every four years, but... It was 06, 09, 2013, 2017, 2021. <laughs> they got it figured out. And then 2021 they, they, got canceled. So now we're at 2023. <laughs> they got they got they got it figured out in the later in the later uh in the later years. Well that's correct. How are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh doing good. Doing good. Excited about this trip. Um Really guess... your your tone didn't express <laughs> that at all. No, 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 no. I'm super excited. I guess the World Baseball Classic is probably the biggest I mean, we, we just recently had the Super Bowl, but I think this could easily be one of the biggest sporting events I've ever been to, so I'm really excited about that. So since this is the... just Didn't you just go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I just said That's that. what he just said, yeah. What are, the, what are the top three sporting events you've been to in terms of largeness or biggest impact? Super Bowl, obviously. Super Bowl, this upcoming World Baseball Classic, and then, honestly, I've been to a playoff basketball game, but I haven't been to... Like, you know, I haven't been to World Cup or a finals or anything like that. So I think, you know, I think the All Star game. Uh, that, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's it's not competitive. It's, you know, the All Star game is actually competitive. I mean, yeah, the AL, they actually, yeah, they actually play in the MLB yeah. All Star game. I mean, the AL almost always wins. So I could see your stance on competitiveness from that. But, uh, yeah, I think the, the All Star game. I mean, that's why we talk about it as the best all-star game. <laughs> so, um, before we get into the communion with E, we'll talk about a little bit about the World Baseball Classic. And um, firstly, it's the first time a 20-team field has been introduced. It's four pools of five teams. Uh, pool A, you have Cuba, Italy, Netherlands, Panama, and Taiwan. Pool B, you have Australia, China, Japan, South Korea. First time uh, opponent, Czech Republic. Pool C, you have Canada, Colombia, Mexico, United States, and first time opponent, Great Britain. And then you have Pool D, aka Death. Uh, you have Dominican Republic, Israel, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and first time opponent, Nicaragua. Yeah, of, of note for what Jermaine said, that. The teams with the best two records will advance to the next round. Pretty standard of those five teams. However, the top four teams in each poll earn an automatic spot in the next World Baseball Classic. Like Jermaine says, like Jermaine said, 
they don't really understand the the numbering system. So we don't really know when the next World Baseball Classic is going to be. So, I, I, so I think they've switched to four years standard. Uh, after the 06 and 09 World Baseball Classics, they went to four years. Um, but we don't know exactly because COVID kind of threw the wrench in. <laughs> so is it going to be four years from 2023 or is it going to be four years from the scheduled 2021? Right. Uh, <laughs> so we'll let you know the next time we have a podcast right. <laughs> about the World Baseball Classic. Until then, we'll be as lost as you guys uh, when it comes to that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, and so then- so some so. We talk about the World Baseball Classic, and it's it's not just a baseball tournament being played with uh, MLB rules, right? They're they're not just like they don't they're not facing or forcing most of the world to go play with with MLB rules. So so think the the things that have been adopted this year, the pitch timer, the regulation on defensive shifts and the bigger bases, those won't uh, those won't be uh, those won't be in this year's tournament. Uh, they will have uh, the MLB style replay review. They will have the automatic runner on second base in, in extra innings, the three batter minimum for the pitchers, the universal DH, and uh, no limitations on mound visits. However, an interesting this is, thing, this is important. Uh, an interesting thing for the World Baseball Classic is that they have pitch counts in each of the rounds which are as follows. In pool play, a pitcher can throw a maximum of 65 pitches. For those of you out there who aren't baseball fans, pitchers are typically throwing, starting pitchers are typically throwing for six to seven innings of work, 80 to 100 pitches. That's in the MLB. They they up it to 80 in the quarterfinals and 95 in the championship round. But that's a huge rule change from MLB uh, to the World Baseball Classic and and really puts the emphasis on on managing and, and bullpens. It's all about depth. Game. Right. It, you know, if you if you have the deeper rotation with this kind of yo, I you know, it almost behooves you to just play the starter 65 pitches no matter what. Uh one and done in pool play. Uh, we talked about pool play that each team will play each other once. So all five teams will play each other once. One interesting rule, uh, aside from the aside from the pitch uh, count, which kind of threw me off, although I kind of understand it, they still have like actual leagues that pay them. <laughs> so they don't want these guys going out tossing 120. But there's a mercy rule. So there's a mercy rule in the World Baseball Classic. It, I mean, it's it's exa- it's a huge number. So if we hit this, it's probably for the best. But uh, 15 or more runs after the fifth inning, the game stops right then and there. Game is called. And then 10 or more runs after the seventh inning, the game is called right there. So I'd be interested to see how many of these games actually go to – the mercy rule. I, do you guys wager at least one will happen, or how many do you think will happen in this? Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at the groups. Or, or we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the actual thing. So, uh, that's just a little front loading on what the actual format looks like, what the actual uh, rules of of play look like. Um, 
yeah, so it'll be very, very interesting to see what what what'll, what's going to happen from this. So just um, previous winners, then we'll get into the we'll get into communion with E. So the previous winners, of the World Baseball Classic, Japan won the f- first two inaugural iterations of this matchup. So 2006 to 2009, uh, Dominican Republic won in 2013, and the f- racist Yankees won in t- 2017. Stupid ass United States. Go Puerto Rico, bro. Uh, yeah, so 2023 is going to be a lot of fun. We'll see what happens with it. We'll actually be at the quarterfinals matchup, um, which should be a lot of fun. I, I really think the quarterfinals match is going to be great. But without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to you, Eric, and you can take it away. Cool. So um, I just I know we're going to be doing our divisional breakdowns here uh, coming up. So before we jump into community, I just have a real quick question for Nick because I've heard a little bit of back and forth from the talking heads. Don't know much about baseball. You're a guy, so these new pitch uh, count or pitch like uh, pitching changes that they've made the rules in the MLB. Um, wh- what do you think that's gonna like? Wh- is it gonna have a big impact, or is it just yes. we're gonna notice it, but it's not gonna be crazy? What do you guys think? It's gonna have a huge impact, I think. I'm saying, like, do you think a team? I don't know. The Nets have been the Mets have been moderately successful for the last like four or five years. Good pitching staff. Do you think we see a dip in teams like that because of this rule, or do you think teams like that with great pitchers are just going to overcome that and we're going to see that still the greatness from them or the level of play we've seen from them before? So compared to last year, games are down 23 minutes on average. Fantastic. Um, no, I don't. I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact. Okay. Right. I okay. think that. Uh, I, I. I'll say this. Good players in the MLB will adapt. That's why they're so good, right? If if you have a you you, you got to think when when you're a good player in the MLB in a given day you will face speeds from 102 to 65 miles per hour, right? These guys are the, the good players in the MLB are experts at adjusting to different to changing conditions. You know you. You, you go you go two games where you're playing at 105 p.m maybe a third game where you're playing at 405 p.m and then a night game where you're playing at 7 8 p.m so the time factor isn't really big for for MLB you play 162 games in about 190 days these days I I don't think I think what what you're gonna see is you're gonna see the guys that used to have these big long, like these big long, like take a time, adjust your hat, adjust your batting gloves, like uh, sit back there, spit on your batting. You know the David Ortiz. Like you're not going to see that anymore. And maybe it throws some guys out of their rhythm. But I, you're, I think you're thinking about below average, to, you know, you know, at, you know, below average and and lower players, right? It's going to mess with pitchers that have these like crazy like that are only adjusted to time, right? They, they have to wait these long waits and then they pitch. You're not going to see that. You're not going to see the big guys really affected by this. Okay. Do you think but, we'll see an increase in runs? Or, or that's not really going to make a difference because the guys are still throwing heat? I don't think it's going to make a difference because if we do see a significant increase, we'll see what the MLB did last year and, and or a significant decrease. And the MLB will change some bullshit about it so that they can have their precious runs. Not to mention that it, the MLB still has not released media rights to the public, right? You can't cut a TikTok about an MLB game because they MLB.com has not released the trademark to that to the, those games. 
So let's okay. so let's let's keep talking about you know pitch clocks and runs when you don't even let the fans like run their own like social media accounts with your with your videos, right? It's it's yeah. this is this is not the reason that baseball is failing. Like like longer games and lack of diversity, like like lack of African American diversity and uh like runs are not the reason that MLB is dipping in in popularity. Right. It's because you refuse to give to give baseball to your fans. You keep it so closed and locked down. And the fans, there's very little fan access to baseball. You refuse to promote your star players. Right. Jazz Chisholm is on the cover of MLB 23. Right. I know we got into this in our episode, but Jazz Chisholm. Julio Rodriguez is is this guy that you should be promoting, especially with the WBC coming up. He just won your rookie of the year. He's probably the closest candidate we've had to a 40-40 guy since Mike Trout started getting injured. I, I mean, like, your, your your home run hitter isn't in the Hall of Fame. Your leading hits hit, hitter isn't in the Hall of Fame. So these are all just empty attempts to try to bolster the sport. I Listen, I, I'm, I'm not the person really to talk about it. I re- quit with the damn thing. <laughs> Every time, no squeaking. The last three hours, none. Get get on the podcast, and he finds every fucking squeak. I thought this one was broken, actually, in that toy. I thought that was broken. He's activated it. So, listen, I'm probably not the one to be bitching about this. I'll bitch and, and complain about baseball until my face is red, and I recently just had a charge on my credit card for MLB TV's yearly subscription. <laughs> Right, I'm 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 gonna watch baseball through thick and thin. Yeah, and, right. And I, I feel I feel the same way about baseball. I, th- I think it's great. I I, th- I think it's uh, nice I, as a fan. Now I don't have to spend three and a half hours watching a game. I can spend three hours watching a game. That I think getting into three hours is a huge benefit. Now it doesn't fix everything that's wrong with baseball. My concern here, and this is where I think it's gonna have an actual big effect. It is going. The more talented teams are going, they're going to widen the gap, right? Because they have the better pitchers. The better pitchers can adjust to it. They have the better hitters. The better hitters can adjust to it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to have a lot less of those games, I think, where someone makes one big play and changes that, that game and the Pirates beat the Yankees. Or something like that. I think it widens the gap between the better teams and the worst teams. And we're, we're going to see, you know, I think win totals are going are gonna to shift drastically from this. Now, that's my perspective on how I think it's actually going to impact it, right? You already see how really smart players are manipulating it. You see how players who are, and baseball is all about confidence. If you're not confident, you're going to play shit baseball. Right, you see players starting their at bats down down a strike already. They haven't even they haven't even seen a pitch and they're down a strike already. So I think it's going to widen gaps from talented teams, and that's concerning from me. Outside looking in, because you want a more competitive league, not a less competitive league. Yeah, I think I, I think Jermaine is is more eloquently saying what I said, which average average and below. Well, below average players aren't going to adjust well to this, right? 
So you assume 750,000 or sorry, 750,000, 750 people make up the major leagues, right? Generally, the 375 people are probably on the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Mets, right? Get away from this computer. Go lie down or sleep or something. It's like sniffy all of a sudden. He's never taken an interest in podcasting until now. This is the dog, by the way, for those of you listening uh, in the car. Um, he's 75 pounds now. So stop. <laughs> Sit down. Thank you. Um, yeah, you, you, you're going to see. I think Jermaine's perfectly right. We saw it last year. You know, there were there was at one point like five teams on pace for 100 wins and seven teams on pace for 100 losses. We're going to see that again this year, right? You, you can you can apply the same thing that I said. You know, I hate it because it's it's you know it's guys who don't have confidence. These young kids coming up, these these rookie kids. Unless you're good, unless you get on a roll with with baseball, you're not going to be able to do the things that you did to get you in a routine. And and that's really what gets you to the big leagues is you get in a routine, right? You, you get in a routine where you're doing the same thing every time, same foot placement every time, same number of stuff. I don't care about it because as a pitcher, I always work fast. Yeah. I think you should aim to work fast. I think it completely takes the strategy of pitching out in the game, kind of. Because all guys are throwing at the same rhythm. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I think, I, it, I think, I think it, it adds a wrinkle of strategy. I think it's going to I think it's going to add to I think it's that we're going to see lower scoring games. So I you think, think it's going to have a, that effect. It's going to lower the score. Yeah, it's going it's to it's gonna make average pitchers better. Right. Because a, a pitcher controls the clock. when he, Like Nick was explaining in the last few episodes, as soon as he steps, the clock starts on him. Right? So the batter doesn't have the ability to take the step, fix, fix the wrist, tuck the shirt, pull the chain back out, right? Because you see people doing that all the time. They fix the gloves. They re-grip the bat three to four times. Just shoo, pitches through. <laughs> like, so average pitchers will get... shuffling now, Soto. <laughs> average pitchers will get better. Hmm. And average hitters are going to get worse. Yeah, I, I think we're going to see... You know, you, you talk in a lineup, right? You, you generally want to have your fastest guy leading off. Mm-hmm. You generally want to have a good contact guy, a kind of high average guy at two. You want to have your power at three. You, you want to have your best players at three and four. You want to have a power guy at five. From six on, you're generally betting, batting guys that you're, are useful in other aspects of, <laughs> of the field, not hitting, right? AKA your catcher normally bats eight. Well, I guess now in DH, your catcher is probably batting ninth. Your seven, eight, nine guys are really, really going to struggle this year. So the uh, Lorenzo Canes, the Kevin Kiermeyers, the <laughs> dude, I would say I would Jason even go worse. Than that. I would even go worse. I would say like the Dave, your David Rosses, your 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 David Freeses, like like these guys that 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 are literally utility players are not going to get a chance to succeed because they're they're going to be you're you're going to have you're going to have a pitch and if a pitcher's working fast like Scherzer was working the other day you face 97 from Scherzer 
then basically 15 seconds later, you have to face 97 again. Or, or 71. Or 71, <laughs> right. He's exactly. a fucking cock. Right. So, so as soon as and, – and Serger and good pitchers know that as soon as you step into that batter's box, he can throw to you. So now, so now, where where do you allocate your time as a batter? Right now, it becomes a little like now it becomes like an almost an RPG game, right? Do you save up on stamina so that you can be ready for the pitch, or do you save or or do you save up on time so you can go through your routine and and get your brain right from just facing ninety seven the pitch before? My right? my two the two players that I'm looking forward to the most watching this upcoming year with these rule changes is Juan Soto at the plate and Zach Grinky on Zach Granky on the mound. Zach Granky was already fucking with hitters before before he had the luxury of using this shit, bro. So now Zach Granky is gonna get fucking ridiculous with it. It's gonna be interesting with the bigger bases. Hopefully we have less shenanigans with people like trying to slide on on people uh and then it's going to be interesting with the uh, man. What is? I already forgot the rule change. Either way, well, that's, shift that, the shift. No, it was. I forgot what it was now, but it it was one of the rule changes that they that they were implementing that I thought it was going to make it interesting. And I'm drawing a blank now. Definitely, the getting rid of the shift should at least make scoring runs easier but at the same time you're giving the the power back to the pitcher so it's it almost offsets it i think the best thing that's coming out of this is a three-hour baseball game right like that is to me like that's awesome because sometimes you have to watch a four-hour and 15-minute baseball game and sometimes you're in the mood to watch a four-hour, 15-minute baseball game, and you're excited about it. And then sometimes you're fucking absolutely grumpy because you're barely in the seventh and you want this ball game to be over with. So <laughs> I think that'll be interesting. Uh, I think a lot of the things they did were are actually good, in my opinion. But I'm also not an old-school baseball fan. And I know all these rule changes did one thing. They pissed off old-school baseball fans. They don't want it to change. And, you know, I can kind of respect that to a certain point, but, like, I don't feel like any of this was for the worse. It'll yeah, I mean, be- we're just we're, we're, we're going to have to see. It's, I mean, if, if, if it grows the game and it gets more viewership over 23 minutes, then I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and I'll, and I'll raise my hand and I'll say, you know, I was wrong. But right now, I, I don't think it's what baseball needs to do to change baseball. They need to do what the NFL did and embrace the way people watch things now. NFL, in the, and oddly enough, we give NFL so much grief, right? Deser- most of it, deservedly so. Almost all of it. They have made a huge initiative to expand their YouTube presence, right? And to to the point where all 32 teams now have youtube channels nfl has all these channels that they allow their highlights to be used on the way they present the format of their game right because the way people enjoy consuming content now right everyone calls it content and i fucking can't stand that word hey be a disruptor 
because content isn't doesn't necessarily mean substance but you got to be a disruptor in the marketplace yeah bro fucking buzzwords everywhere uh but you know what it allows is the way people consume now because schedules have gotten to the point where it's to the point where apps that micromanage your fucking schedule are super popular now right so you may only have 20 minutes to consume content if you make 20 minute content five minute content you have a a channel dedicated to just your team then people can follow more easily and that's what Nick constantly harps about with Major League Baseball. The fact that Mike Trout is the greatest player of this generation and no one fucking knows it is mind-blowing. But uh, I, f- I feel like we changed the community with E because we just took, what, 14, 15 minutes on this? Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm perfectly cool if you want to just get into the worst baseball <laughs> I, mean, the, I, I mean, like, to, to, to end this point, right, the MLB and the NFL are, are basically built the same, right, in terms mm-hmm. of highlights. Mm-hmm. If you watch an entire NFL game, that shit's boring as fuck, right? So to, my- watch like, to watch, like, a 12-play, 75-yard drive is so fucking boring. But there are seven-second plays in there – that fit perfectly into into into. You could summarize a drive on TikTok. Boom, boom, boom. You got somebody's like attention. You could summarize a baseball game by all the by a diving catch that took five seconds. A home run. Oh, that took three seconds. Show a couple of camera angles from him hitting the home run, dude. I still think that of all the major sports, the Major League Baseball can put together a hype video like nobody like nobody else. You watch the MLB postseason hype videos, and you're like, "Dude, I'm ready for postseason baseball." Yeah, wrestling might be the only one that has that has some of those great promo baseball. videos too. Well, UFC uh, completely ripped off WWE. So. Did they really? Okay, that makes sense. So Dana White respected what WWE built and the way they presented everything, and you can see it very much in the way UFC implements their stuff. Is that a is that a well? I say for uh, amongst amongst heavy wrestling fans, is that something of like, oh, the UFC ripped us off, or it's all it's all love? Like, fuck it, it's a combat sport. We had a good idea. No, there's so typically wrestling fans, as long as you don't fucking just hate on wrestling for no reason, we're not coming Mm -hmm. for anybody. Wrestling fans stay where where they are. They know exactly what wrestling is. They just enjoy the fuck out of it and they stay. But if you're like Meryl Streep, who acts like everything she touches is fucking gold, but fucking pro wrestling is inedible swill. Then you can go fucking kick rocks because you've made some pretty bad movies. I might, does Mer- I might does make- Meryl Streep really think pro Meryl, wrestling is bad? Meryl Streep is the most pompous, pretentious. I mean, she she's British already, she right? British? Or whatever, or whatever the fuck she is. I thought she was just Jewish. She's oh, annoying. I'm thinking of Barbara Streisand. She's an, she's annoying, right? But so if it's not the way she thinks art should be, right? It's not theater or it's not one of those fucking boring films that they put out that they give awards to that no one watches. It's not good. She's from New Jersey. That she's an American-born actress from Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say I might make. That oh, a so she's just fake you. pretentious then. <laughs> I might make that a community with the. Uh, is wrestling a sport? Or a sports entertainment, or what is what is? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. I don't want that. 
Dude, what Jermaine is- just described they're like the most rabid group of fans on Reddit that turn on people. No, I'm not know. covering. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about wrestling. I'm just poking fun of Chris Jericho because he irritates the fuck out of me. But yeah, don't no, say that, Eric. I love, dude. I've I didn't watch wrestling growing up. I've lived with Jermaine for a little bit over a year, and I will say I thoroughly enjoy it now. I follow it. I have my favorite wrestlers. I don't tune in every week because I get the updates and stuff. But that is one thing that living with Jermaine has done for me is um, I, I really have started to enjoy wrestling and and. and some of these dudes are insanely talented, man. But anyway, um, did we want to do the community with you real quick? Get into it, or do you want to just jump into the? Uh, do you want to just jump into the uh, World Baseball Classic? I'll leave it up to you guys since we did get carried away with this one. I don't know. Do you think we covered a community with E segment? I mean, I, mean, I, th- I think you we pretty did. much you pretty much just started a communion with e but with yeah. a completely different question <laughs> right. all right yeah let's 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 just keep it pushing guys we'll get back to you on 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 this uh previous community that we had but um we'll roll into the world baseball classic um so i'm gonna pull the odds up here and share it with us and then we can get into it break it down division or pool by pool i should say pool poo by poo Pool by pool, Eric. You guys How many pools good... are there? There's five pools. <laughs> no, those, five... Are, those are lakes, bro. Great. Right. Lakes. Oh. So, like, like Jermaine said, um, three of three of the teams in this – so, 20 teams. Three of the teams are newcomers. They've never played in a World Baseball Classic before. Can you name them without looking them up? Well, I named them earlier. So. Oh, did you? Oh. Uh, Nicaragua, Czech Republic, and Great Britain. And then Jermaine, Jermaine named you off the champions uh, earlier, Japan, Dominican Republic, and the United States. My bad. I ruined your, I ruined your trivia. <laughs> ruined my trivia. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll start with Pool A here. So Pool A is going to be played in uh, Taiwan. Uh, it's going to be Cuba, Italy, Netherlands, Panama, and Taiwan. Um. I think this is one of the weakest pools. If I'm being, uh, if 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 I'm being perfectly honest, so the Netherlands is the best team in here by far. Um, uh, I also the ne- the Netherlands is the best team in here by far. Xander Bogarts, uh, Jonathan Scoop, Jerickson Pope, Profar, even though he's a free agent, uh, Ander Anderson Simmons, Didi Gregorius. Uh, Vladimir ba- uh, Ballantine, uh, and then I H- had- and then and then Cam- Kenley Jansen, former catcher, converted to ace closer. Yeah, I had no clue that <laughs> that fucking Netherlands was as stacked as they are. Yeah, you know, do you, do you want to know what their uh, what the Netherlands team name is? What 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 the Netherlands team nickname is? Like their mascot or whatever? No, yeah. What what the team is called? So like so like Bayern is called De Rolten, right? The Reds. Like Liverpool is called like the Reds, right? Uh, head, Flying Dutchman. Netherlands are the Netherlands team is called the Honkballers. Yeah, I don't think we needed that. <laughs> what the hell is that? What's a honk baller? I don't know, dude. Hold on, I'm I'm pulling it up. Okay, 
All right, so you named the Netherlands roster. Um, That's how you say baseball in Dutch, apparently. Honkballers? Honkballers, yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, I'll name some of the uh, Cuban players here. Um, oh, so they have uh, Levon Moinello, uh, Jose Rodriguez, Yadiel Rodriguez, uh, Jonas Yeda. Uh, they're catchers. Not really anyone of 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 note. My goodness, where is everyone? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so there it is. So, so, John, so, so, there right. it is. Jesus. Yeah, Jan, Jan Mikado, Luis, uh, Luis Robert Jr., uh, and uh, Johannes Cespedes are 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 the kind of are, are are the big are the big players for for Cuba. In in this, you know, in, in normal years. I would say that this is not a very strong Cuban team. And if they were faced with a, if, if they were placed in one of these other pools, uh, they might be a little, they, they, they might be in trouble. Um, but really covering the other teams, uh, Italy has David Fletcher, Nicky Lopez, uh, Sal Freelich. He's a, he's a Brewers prospect. Um, Panama's pretty good in terms of players. They have Justin Lawrence, Javi Guerrera, and Jamie Barrera. And that's that's pitchers. Um, Taiwan, the host of this. Some people are calling them a, a sleeper pick. Um, they they have uh, Sho Sho Wei Ling and. Uh, Zhu Chang. Uh, other than that, they, they don't really have any names that, that jump off the page to me. Uh, but they, they are Chinese uh, professional baseball league. They, they are very good in the, in the Chinese baseball league from, from what I've read. I, in Group A, I, I, don't, I don't see a way past uh, the Netherlands and Cuba. As, yeah, as what, as my two. What you'll notice with this pool play is it's probably going to be chalk, right? So the real interesting matchups where it could go either way is not really going to hit until about the quarterfinals. I'm with Nick. I'm taking Cuba to win Pool A at plus one ten, and I'll take Netherlands to come out as the second team. Uh, at plus, uh, well, that's pool winner plus two fifty. But I'll I'll take uh, Cuba first, Netherlands second. Man, <laughs> that Netherlands plus two fifty. Who does the Netherlands have as have as pitchers? Let me go so look at their roster. Right I quick. do have. I don't know if you guys can see it, but I have to qualify pulled up now. Um, so you're taking Nick or Jermaine, You're taking Cuba to win the. Uh, pool, and then you want Netherlands to come out minus one fifty to qualify minus one fifty. Correct. Yeah, cool. I'm I'm taking chalk on that one. Um, I would love to sit here and act and and build the case <laughs> for someone else, but it's not going to happen. Um, so, did you see the pictures for um, Netherlands? God, yeah, I'm not. I mean, recognizable names. So, uh, Aaron DeGroot. Uh, Kenley Jansen, obviously, uh, Jer Jorgens, Jer Jergens, 
Uh, Eric Mendez, Pedro Stroop. Shout out to Jermaine. <laughs> um, man, let me take a look. At, let, me, let me take a look at Cuba's pitchers. It's so. It's so. I don't understand how they got these players on their team. Did the MLB supplement them? Was there some sort of draft for it? Because Pedro Stroop is Dominican. Uh, does Pedro Stroop have a father from the Netherlands? I don't know. Let's see, let's let's take a look at Pedro Stroop's lineage. Uh, he was born in the Dominican Republic. I mean, they have such a good infield, though. <sighs> Xander Bogertz, you already named most of this, but I just want to like emphasize how crazy this is. Andrelton Simmons, uh, uh, Jeremy Profar, Didi Gregorius, and Xander Bogarts are all part of their infield. Yeah. Um, and then they have Jerickson Profar in the outfield. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have a pretty good team, man. This Netherlands team is actually pretty He's got some talent. Yeah, I, I. We might have to look into this about the how these rosters are built. Yeah, that's 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 a good question. We'll we'll get back to you with that. Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll take the Netherlands minus one fifty to qualify. Uh, I, Eric, I'm I'm gonna pick the Netherlands to win. Pule. No, okay. So I'm gonna, I'll get that written down. So here I found this on the Athletic. Um, it says uh, there are seven rules that determine a player's eligibility to play for a certain team. To simplify matters, a player can represent a country if they are a citizen or permanent legal resident of that country, they are born in that country, one of their parents is a citizen of that country, one of their parents was born in that country, they are eligible to receive citizenship or passport for a country, and they have a previously appeared for, on the final World Baseball Classic roster for that country. Interesting. And you said you're taking Netherlands um, to win the pool. <sighs> he, he wants Netherlands to win because it's plus okay. 250. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll take Netherlands to win. Yeah, he's he's fading Cuba, even though Cuba is uh, actually really good still. <laughs> but um, here here's a list of players. I think that was the. Okay, yeah. Okay. There's there's some sounds coming on today's podcast. Yeah. This is like the background. This is like the podcast of background noise from hell. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. But these are players not playing for Cuba. This this World Baseball Classic, they're not gonna have Jordan Alvarez, right? Former Rookie of the Year, current World Series champion, uh, Jose Abreu, uh, Randy Orozarena. Or either Gudiel, brother. <laughs> and they're still picked to win this division. Um, taking Netherlands plus 250, betting on some of the talent that that roster has, is not a bad bet. Uh, I'm just going to go chalk. I'm taking Cuba. But we'll go into Pool B. Pool B has the following teams. Uh, Japan, South Korea, Australia, China, Czech Republic. Uh, those odds, respectively, is minus 650, plus 400, plus 5,000, plus 8,000, and plus 15,000 for the Czech Republic. Um, so, Pool B is hosted in Japan, and Japan is, <laughs> is part of this. Um, so, they're going to have Shohei Otani, Hugh Darvish, 
Um, and then these, then this, uh, the the pitcher who had the nineteen strikes, the nineteen strikeout perfect game, Roki Sasaki. Um, and then they're gonna have a few other major leaguers like uh, Masataka Yoshida and Lars Newtbar, which, by the way, one of the best names in baseball. <laughs> like that is amazing. He needs to get sponsored uh, by like Power Bar, and then Power and Bar that... needs to make a Newt Bar. <laughs> dude, that's a good idea, dude. And the very next thing, uh, or the very last name I want to mention is Munataka Murakami, and he's just had a fifty-six home run season. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I I would love to say in this group that you know I can I can pick. I can find a way to tell you guys that Australia, China, and the Czech Republic will find some way to qualify. They won't. It's going to be Japan and South Korea that come out of Group B, period, full stop, move on to Group C. Yeah, this is what I was telling you at the very beginning. It's going to be chalk, um, and that's just unfortunately where it's at. (laughs) And so... You know, uh, congratulations to Australia, Czech Republic, and China for making it. Um, have fun on your return flight home. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to feel crazy, Czech Republic plus 15,000. So, Eric, can you tell me what Czech's odds to advance is? The Czech Republic to advance is plus 6,500. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't. If if you're gonna put any money on Australia, China, or the Czech Republic, just give it to Room Three Hundred Three, and we'll reinvest it for you on another. (laughs) We'll give you a ten percent kickback. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 not worth betting on any of these other teams. All right, simply just not. We'll get into Pool C. Pool C is playing out of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Pool C has uh, Canada, Colombia, Mexico, United States, and Great Britain. Uh, United States minus 3,500 to win it. Mexico minus 300 to win it. Canada plus 350 to win it. Colombia plus 500. Great Britain plus 5,000. Uh, thank you for showing up, Great Britain. Here's your flight home. Uh, the United States pitching rotation, which was kind of going to be – well, let's, let's not be ridiculous because <laughs> their hitting lineup is ridiculous too. But their pitching rotation – was so good it was setting them up to be the favorite for this tournament Nestor Cortez and Clayton Kershaw have since bowed out for that team leaving what it feels like just Adam Wainwright as the starter <laughs> yeah for, I let me and let me let me not exaggerate his age here 45 year old Adam Wainwright <laughs> and so it kind of brings some consternation for the manager of this team but i mean let's just let me just read some of the names they have in their lineup that you have to pitch to uh mike trout stop me if you've heard of him mookie betts also former mvp paul goldschmidt also former mvp (laughs) nolan arenado the best player on the oh wait not on the rockies anymore uh trey turner jt real muto pete alonzo and tim anderson I, I didn't name a weak Major League Baseball player. <laughs> and they're all on the same team for the World Baseball Classic. That is a fantastic lineup. And, oh, and, and oh by the way, uh, Jermaine forgot to mention that they're, uh, led, they're, they're led on the bench by Mark DeRosa as a manager. 
Jerry Manuel as a bench coach, Brian McCann as a bench a bench coach, Ken Griffey Jr. as a hitting yeah, coach, hitting and Andy coach. Pettit as a as a pitching coach. I saw one of the best pictures that I've seen for the World Baseball Classic so far. Uh, and it was Griffey talking shop with Betts and Trout. <laughs> and I was it's like, dangerous. You, gotta, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I was so upset to see that, bro. Hey, but stay tuned when I'm picking against the U.S. in the quarterfinals. Because your boy Skinny P ain't scared. Uh, that's uh, that's the U.S. Uh, again, I would love to tell you that, you know, that, that Canada with their Freddie Freeman and Tyler O'Neill and Abraham Toro and Bo Naylor and 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 cow twin tw- jesus i can't talk quintrell are they're gonna do it the columbia they have a chance right that jose quintana's out uh geo urshaw harold ramirez uh oscar mancada jordan diaz and then you have great britain <laughs> but i it's it's look no further than us and mexico U.S. at minus four fifty to win the to to win, and Mexico at at minus three hundred to qualify. It's 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 not a good. There, there's no good bets right here. Don't bet Canada. Don't bet Colombia. Oh, this is to to qualify, Eric. Can you uh, show me the um, uh, yeah winner, please? Thank you very much. U.S. is Ooh. minus four fifty as the winner. Mexico plus three fifty. Don't, don't even think about it. Is great. Are you kidding me? The don't the pitching staff for Mexico is set up to go against that lineup. No, it is not. Julio Urias, Ty, Taiwan Walker, Patrick Tyson Sandoval Walker is not good. Patrick Sandoval is not good. Jose Urquidy not good. You're out of here. You're out of here. Julio Julio Urias is. The Dodgers have been trying to get him out of the rotation for years. And he keeps they just keep having guys get injured and he has to play. It's 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 not that good of a pitching staff. All mm. those guys, all those guys are three and four starters on an MLB team. And the starters for Team USA right now are what five and six on a major league baseball team? Yeah, I mean the starters aren't good. But at 65 pitches, like this bullpen, Daniel Barr, David David Bednar, Kendall Graveman, uh, Adam Ottavino, Ryan Presley, Brooks Riley, Devin Williams. Like, I just named six guys you're going to have to face. And those are devastating MLB pitchers. They still only have 65 pitches. Yeah, they're not going to throw. Relievers don't throw 65 pitches. Yeah, but over the course of all those games... I'm just saying that it's not a foregone conclusion that USA wins this. I think that's per game. That's not that's not in total. A a pitcher can only throw that in one game. That's not oh, for that's not for total group stage games. I thought it was total. The way it reads, it feels like they're talking about total. I mean, let's I I'll, I'll go up and look when as you walk through the Let's walk through the next one. But all right, so uh, Group D, the group of death. Uh, you have the Dominican Republic, uh, former World Baseball Classic champion. You have Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Israel, Nicaragua. The odds, respectively, uh, for the winner is minus two fifty, plus three thirty, plus five hundred, plus sixty five hundred, and plus ten thousand. <laughs> Nicaragua, you gotta feel bad for him to be in this. Uh, 
So, look, Dominican Republic is the team to bet coming out of this group. It's, well, it's not because they're minus 250. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, like I said before, everything's going to be chalk. Dominic, Dominican Republic's going to run away with this group. Now, the interesting battle on the qualifying side of things comes down to the Venezuela-Puerto Rico matchup. Eric, can you show me the two qualify, please? And, you know, it's kind of crazy, but this is some of the, these are some of the uh, players that you can see on the Dominican group. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, Christian Javier, um, and then they have Chris Bassett. And uh, so Vladdy Jr. actually did pull out with a knee injury, but they have Chris this. Bassett snuck his way onto this DR team. I don't, I kind of feel like they, it's just, I don't think it's Chris Bassett's on this team. Um, but they have uh, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Julio Rodriguez, Rafael Devers, Wander Franco, and Willie Adamas. <laughs> like that. You winning a World Series with that lineup. This, this this team is favorites for a reason, and it's <laughs> and, and it's their pitching staff and bullpen. Yeah, so that uh, <laughs> you know Venezuela has uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, Jose Altuve, L Luis Arias, Eugene Suarez, Eugenio Suarez, Gleber Torres, Andres Jimenez, and the legendary Miguel Cabrera. I don't really know if Miggy's really going to provide that much, but hey, sneak him on the roster. Maybe pinch hits a homer. Uh, you know, the DH position does exist. I'm sure Miggy can still hit. Um, and then Puerto Rico uh, is going to have Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez. Unfortunately, uh, Carlos Correa, the, uh, you know, passed around worst <laughs> worst some some whatever you want to insert here uh is not going to be playing they have marcus stroman jose barrios and uh edwin and alexis diaz and yadier molina is the manager baby <laughs> that's the best part bro the fact that he's just managing now dude he's gonna uh, go and catch a couple innings yeah and so it you know this division really sets up for some very, very interesting things. I'm picking Dominican Republic to come out of this, and I'm picking Puerto Rico to oust Venezuela for the second spot. Yeah, you know, you got Puerto Rico at even money right now. And this is what's so odd about Pool D, right, is that to qualify you of the Dominican Republic minus 1,400, you're obviously not going to be able to bet that. You have Venezuela at minus 200 to qualify, but then you have Puerto Rico at plus 100 at even money. Yeah, I don't get that. I but if but if you're going to give me Puerto Rico, I I think the gap between Venezuela and Puerto Rico is very very thin. And if I can get Puerto Rico at uh, at even money, I'm going to take it. Yeah, Puerto Rico plus one hundred. I, I would take I would take Puerto Rico at minus two hundred over Venezuela at plus one hundred. I'm that confident in Puerto Rico getting out of the pool stage. Uh, also biased. Also podcast motto fade us. So. Uh, that ends up for me. I have the following coming out. I have Cuba, Netherlands uh, for Pool A. I have Japan, South Korea for Pool B. I have United States, Mexico for Pool C. And I have the Dominic Re Dominican Republic and, and Puerto Rico coming out of Pool D. Yeah, the only thing for me is switch Netherlands and Cuba. I think the Netherlands can win that group. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Mexico can win Group A. I mean, sorry, Group C. I'm not going to bet it, but I think they can win it. So if you're feeling froggy, uh, you want to try to shoot for some value. I think Mexico can get that win. Um, but that sets up some very interesting matchups, right, coming out of that. So uh, for me, I'm going to have uh, – I'll have uh, South Korea versus the Netherlands. I'll have uh, Cuba, Japan, uh, Mexico, DR, and Puerto Rico versus USA. Wait, hold on. Regers again? You had, you had Cuba winning, and they play your runner-up to B. Oh, yeah, Cuba, Korea. Right? What? So, winner of A plays runner-up of B. Right. Winner of A plays runner-up of B. So, you had Cuba and Korea. You have runner-up of A playing winner of B. So that's Netherlands and who? Uh, who do you have winning B? B is Japan. Netherlands and Japan. Okay. Um, then you have runner-up of C, which is going to be Mexico. Well, you think Mexico can win, right? I'm not taking Mexico. Though. Okay. So you have runner-up of C, Mexico, playing DR, D winner. Yeah. And you have Puerto Rico playing USA, okay? Yeah. So South South Korea versus uh sorry, South Korea versus <laughs> South Korea versus Cuba, Netherlands right. versus Japan, Mexico versus Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico versus USA. Okay. I'm taking South Korea, Japan, the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico to advance out of the corner finals. Okay, so that means you would take read them read them off to me again. Read <laughs> so off I have, your winners again. I have I have uh, South I have uh, Japan beating the Netherlands. No, sorry, I have South Korea beating Cuba. Right. Right. I have Japan beating the Netherlands. Okay. I have Dominican Republic beating Mexico, mm -hmm. and I have Puerto Rico beating USA. Okay. So that sets up Puerto Rico, Japan, mm -hmm. and South Korea, DR. That is correct. I'm taking Dominican Republic to beat South Korea in what is going to be probably the best game of the World Baseball Classic. Interesting. If it's not this one, it's going to be the final. Um and then I have Japan versus Puerto Rico. And, of course, I want to pick Puerto Rico to win it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to take Japan, and I'm going to set up Japan versus Dominican Republic, which could be the game of the, of the tournament. And everyone's leaning Dominican Republic. I'm going to go Japan. I'm going to take Japan to win this matchup. I think Shohei Otani... Uh, announces himself even further on the world stage and essentially tells you why Aaron Judge shouldn't have won the MVP last year as he shuts down a Dominican lineup and also goes yard in the final. <laughs> okay. So I have, I, I have Netherlands playing South Korea. I have Japan playing Cuba. 
I have, and then Jermaine's one of the Dominican Republic playing Mexico and U.S. playing Puerto Rico. Um, I'll take uh, South Korea to beat the Netherlands. Uh, I will take the Dominican Republic to win. I will take the United States to beat Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico Wrong. Hasn't, hasn't got our number yet. Wrong. Hasn't got our number yet. Wrong. Them, them and their blonde hair are going down. Wrong. Far, far too early for Puerto Rico to be eliminated out of this tournament. This, this to me, is going to be the best game of this tournament. It's a Port- rematch. It's it's a rematch of uh, last year's final. Of, or sorry, of 2017's final. It's it's happening way too soon, in my opinion. Um, it's gonna uh, go different this time. I'm telling you. Okie dokie. So you say uh, Japan and the United States? I think is going to be a fabulous matchup. Um, it's shame it won't happen. <laughs> um. So I, you, I, I think I, I I think the man I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Homer here I'm gonna pick the United States to beat Japan I I just I that the bullpen of the United States I think has enough to to pull it through and that the the lineup for the United States is the best I remember in any World Baseball Classic ever uh, Dominican Republic smokes South Korea Dominican Republic smokes the United States. I've said from the beginning that the Dominican Republic is 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 might might just walk all over this field. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Japan to win it over the Dominican Republic. We have the same final, right? Or sorry, you have USA versus DR. I have DR USA. Yeah, that's crazy. It's not happening. <laughs> USA USA ain't gonna do nothing this year. Oh okay. hype! No, we said we said that in 2017, and they found their way into a final. We said we said we said that in 2017. We said they're going to run into a juggernaut of Venezuela and Puerto Rico, and they're not going to be able to beat them. And the USA just keeps chugging. You cheated against Puerto Rico. I don't think we cheated. Yeah, you did. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched the game. Cheaters. Interesting. Okay. Fucking cheaters. See this is stop. Way- Stop me if you heard it this before. An American cheated. This is why you guys are still a territory. Uh, by choice. <laughs> right. Ain't, no, ain't nobody want to be one of these shit run fucking states. I think I think the Dominican Republic uh, wins it. Way to go, Chalk. <laughs> so if you agree with Nick, Dominican Republic is still plus two ten to win it all. Obviously, they have to win their pool stage. Well, they don't have to win the pool stage, but they have to win games to qualify. They have to win the quarterfinal semis. So getting them plus money is fantastic. Uh, Nick's matchup of Dominican Republic versus the USA uh, is chalk. Those are the two favorites of it all. Japan comes in with the next best odds at plus 275, and those are the only three teams (laughs) below 1,000. Right, so opposed to the World Cup. My goodness, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Opposed to the World Cup, they have, you know, this is baseball's answer to the World Cup. And it's not even close. (laughs) It's not as competitive. There are clear-cut teams. The three favorites are the three teams that have won before. I do think that at 
plus 1100 Puerto Rico is a fantastic bet. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I would say of the dark horses that I have, Puerto Rico should not be plus 1100. It feels too, it feels like too big a number. So, you know, if you agree with Nick, you know, take Dominican Republic or USA, that's still going to be a fantastic matchup either way. Just like Japan, Dominican Republic will be a fantastic matchup. You're not really losing in the final if those teams get there. We would all love to see a team like the Netherlands get to the finals because that everyone loves an underdog story. But if you're looking for some value and you, and you want to bet on a team that could win and has – Terrific value, plus 1,100 Puerto Rico. I mean, even plus 1,000 Venezuela. We read to you that roster for Venezuela. You know, both both fantastic choices with how big those odds are. Um, but it, it, It'll be amazing to watch. If, if Puerto Rico goes at plus 1,100 and wins this World Series, or wins this World Baseball Classic, I mean, they deserve to buy every right. They're going to run through a murderer's row of teams. If, yeah, so, if, if 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 they gotta win, I mean, they're not even the favorites. To, they're not even the two guys to qualify from their group. So they have to they have to beat. They, they have to at least keep it close with the Dominican Republic in two games. Beat Venezuela one of two games. Mollywop the other two teams in their division. Yeah. Then they gotta run through probably USA, probably Japan, and then probably the Dominican Republic. There's. It, if if Puerto Rico wins this WBC, bet the unders on every single team that their stars are on, <laughs> because they will not find any enjoyment in the season. It, it's going to be won the same way that Puerto Rico made it to the final versus USA last year. Puerto Rico was not supposed to be in that final, but Puerto Rico has fantastic pitching and fantastic defense. And those are the two things that are the most reliable in baseball. That is what will show up. Pitching and defense show up more often than not. What doesn't show up is hitting. It's good. Puerto Rico doesn't have hitting. We don't need that. <laughs> We're going to win on the back of defense. Uh, it should be an awesome World Baseball Classic. Unfortunately for us fans, we won't get a first-time winner this year. It's going to be one of the big three. Uh, and if not, it's going to be the Dark Horse Puerto Rico. Maybe I'm biased, but that that's where it's going. Eric, do they have MVP odds? No. DraftKings is very light on their odds for the World Baseball Classic. Let's, yeah. Let's let's see if we can if we can get a a uh, view in by using the worst site in human history, Bovada. Sponsor me. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, California DMV. <sighs> no. <laughs> uh, baseball world baseball classic let's go to futures 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 yeah to not uh, even have like an mvp bet so yeah. they crown an mvp of the world baseball classic right i think so you know that's how little i know actually yeah they do yeah marcus stroman the the worst pitcher in the mlb uh won it in 2017 and then Mar- marcus <laughs> stroman is not the worst pitcher that's that's rough uh so uh for those of you wondering about the days that this these games actually happen pool a is march 8th through the 12th pool b is march 9th through the 13th pool c is march 11th through the 15th and pool d is march 11th through the 15th 
Uh, you'll get into quarterfinals number one. Uh, that'll be March 15th and 16th in Tokyo. Uh-oh. Uh, Japan just dropped as we were talking. Jermaine's driving the odds down. 260. It's dropping. It's dropping. Uh, <laughs> in, in real time, ladies and gentlemen. And you, they're only 10... As my uh, executive producer likes to say, they're only plus 10 odds back from USA, dude. <laughs> yeah, there's just 10 points of odds in between them. <laughs> so you have... Um, and and like Jermaine loves to say, the team that wins the most wins will win the World Baseball Classic. 1,000%. <laughs> there's zero lies told. Um, so the winners and runners-up from pools A and B are going to be in uh, Tokyo. And then the winners and runner-ups from pools C and D will be in Miami uh, March 17th through the 18th. Semifinals are March 19th through the 20th. And then the championship game is March 21st in Miami. Miami. <laughs> Did we ever get the answer to that? that uh Pitching? Yeah, we did. All right. So uh, World Baseball Classic. So what are the the pitcher use limits? Uh, In order to reduce, and this is coming from MOB.com, in order to reduce risk of injury in this important period prior to the start of MOB season, a pitcher must, there's four bullets here, not pitch until a minimum of four days have passed since he last pitched if he threw 50 or more pitches when he last pitched. Not okay. pitch until a minimum of one day if he threw 30 or more pitches. Okay. Not pitch until a minimum of one day since any second consecutive day in which the pitcher has pitched. Right? So he can't pitch consecutively is what you said? He, he can't pitch three days in a row. Okay. So he okay. can't throw more than 30 pitches in a start. And if he throws below that, he cannot pitch more than two days in a row. Okay. And a pitcher cannot throw more than 65 pitches per game in the first round. 80 pitches per game in the quarterfinal and 95 pitches per game in the championship round. Oh, that doesn't even, unless, that doesn't even matter. <laughs> unless the pitcher needs to uh, needs more to complete a batter's plate appearance. So if a pitcher reaches the maximum of pitches in a game during a batter's plate appearance, he may continue in the game until such plate appearance or the inning ends. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they have to face uh, – that's one thing they have – that's one of the new MLB rules as well. They have to face three batters. Right. So you can't just bring in a pitcher to face one batter anymore. It's completely uh, It's completely eliminated my position from the sport. <laughs> I Yeah, I actually don't – that's my least of the favorite rule changes. But – the pro- the reason why it was it was instituted is yo some of these pitching changes take for fucking ever <laughs> and it's like if you know if you know this pitcher is only pitching to one guy the other guy needs to be warmed up and needs to be ready to fucking go <laughs> like that how about we do that instead of making them face three batters minimum that shit always blew my mind it's just like one dude so you pull the starter you bring in a fucking reliever and the reliever pitches to one batter and then you're waiting another fucking 15 minutes for the next pitcher to be ready. That shit's crazy to me. 
Like you knew you were gonna do this. You knew you were pitching that one. That's what like you could have found a middle ground. I felt like baseball went a little too extreme on that. Three batters is because it takes I don't know if, if the three three batter rule is implemented in the postseason. I would hope not, because it really takes away from the strategy. And I that was my least favorite rule. But the bigger bags I liked. It is bigger it bags is a, it is a postseason rule. Bigger bags just made sense. Uh, the runner on second in in extra time, I don't really care. I thought I thought it was kind of a good idea because it just made it exciting off the off the rip. <laughs> you weren't you weren't just like hoping somebody gets on base to make it exciting. Somebody is already there. Uh, I think the pitch clock is great. I think it's good that they extended it if someone's on base. That was something that I did like. But overall, I think baseball got a majority of these wrong. This is the one that I dislike the most. Feels like it takes away the actual strategy of using your roster. Like I said, it's completely eliminated my position when I played. There's, <laughs> there's, there's no more lefty spot relievers. So for those of you that no, don't know, a lefty spot reliever was if you had a you knew a guy hit left-handed, he wasn't a switch hitter. You knew a guy was a left-handed batter, you'd bring in a left-handed pitcher. And I would only face that one guy. And then it's, no matter what that guy did, hopefully I get him out, right? That's that's the intention. But no matter what that guy did, I was out the next uh, the next batter. Yeah, I, so I do agree with that. Like, because that was that you know taking away strategy is is kind of annoying. Um, which, speaking of, yo, if if you keep hitting into the shift, fuck you. That's your fault. Getting rid of the shift was dumb as fuck. I, I I hope I'm not I hope I'm not butchering the quote when I say they asked Ted Williams back back in, in the sixties or the seventies maybe the eighties what he thought of the shift and he goes just hit it where they're not and they'll never shift on you. I'm asking one of the top one thousand baseball players in the world. Right. Well, because Japanese baseball is, they have some pretty talented guys. They just don't come over here. Top 1,000. I'll stick with top 1,000. You're asking one of the top 1,000 players of the sport to hit it the other way. <laughs> like, bro, you're a fucking professional. What do you mean you can't fucking figure out how to hit it the other way? Ah, dude, the fucking old, the fucking people annoyed with the shift make me mad. Yo, you know how to beat a shift? Just pop it into left field, bro. <laughs> just that's it. You don't even have to do anything special. You don't have to hit it deep into left field. You just need to hit it over the third baseman who's standing at short. Yeah. Oh my god, you you don't know how to pull. <laughs> You don't know how to pull your swing, dude. <laughs> ah, all right. I'll, I'll I'll agree with Nick there. So, as much as praise as I've heaped on MLB, you you might have missed uh, some craziness. But, uh, so Nick has Dominican Republic winning it all. I have Japan. Eric, who do you have winning it all? USA. 
<laughs> he's just like, yo, who, who, who yeah. Let me give right, one. Let, that, he's like, they did pick USA. I'll take USA. <laughs> no, let's, I, honestly, let's let's go through here and play my favorite game for Room Three Hundred Three. Jermaine, are you ready? Sure. What team does Eric not identify with on the on the World Baseball <laughs> roster? All right, I'm gonna name I'm gonna name teams. You tell me if Eric can or cannot claim this team in the WBC. Eric, okay. please, please, this is a new segment. <laughs> Canada. No. Colombia. Yes. Eric, please, your feedback is not necessary. <laughs> Cuba. No. Dominican Republic. Yes. Mexico? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're we're at we're at three of three of uh five now. Puerto Rico. Mm, nah, yeah, Carlos Arroyo look alike. <laughs> three of six. United States. Yo, who's tapping? Yeah, United States, of course. Venezuela. He's a communist, but yes, United States. Venezuela. Yeah, that's see my communist. Okay, okay. Panama. Yeah, fuck it. There's Nick, a Nick, there's a huge expat community. Nicaragua? No. China? No. Taiwan? Only by injection. Japan? No. Yes, 100%. He's going to be there. Of course he can. Oh, all right. You're right. You're right. You're right. His feet are on Japan's <laughs> right, soil. Right. Therefore, he's he is Japanese. Japanese. Yes. yes, yes, yes. South Korea? No. Let me no. remind you that North all Korea, these teams though. will be in Japan while he's there. <laughs> uh israel nah he looks like one of them shysters yeah. you you'd be running the the uh, israel uh dome missile system higher huh, all right the iron gonna, dome all right i'm gonna name off four countries that are all yes ready italy netherlands great britain czech republic <laughs> it's a wrap uh australia nah he doesn't like the outdoors enough to be Australian. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, so, so far, based on that, I think Eric's best group is <laughs> probably going to be Pool A. Aside from Taiwan, the Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and Panama are all in that group. <laughs> I didn't give him Cuba, though, so that's oh, three. Okay. Now, now, here, United States, Mexico, Colombia, Great Britain, that's Pool C. Ooh, I think that might be the one, dude. Uh, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua is. I, I think Pool C might be the Eric group. I think Pool C. The yeah, group that's of why Eric. He went, that's why he went USA to win it. Then he went the with group. Pool C. That's the group of Eric. We're gonna call it Group E on Room Three Hundred Three. Group E. Yep. Group E. All right. <laughs> All right, Eric. You got anything? Anything for the uh, roomies? I do, I do, and I, this is just because I talked about it with Nick earlier. But remember I, that that sports book that put the same game parlay for JoJo out. So this sports book had a same game parlay for Joel Embiid today against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It was over twenty nine point or over twenty seven and a half points and over seven and a half rebounds. JoJo scored thirty nine points. He got pulled from the game in the fourth quarter because the Minnesota Timberwolves were getting blown out by the Sixers by plus twenty with seven rebounds. The play, and he never went back into the Sixers one. The play that caused the dead ball, him and Tobias went for the rebound, which would have been his eighth rebound. But Tobias snatched it away from him and got the rebound instead of JoJo. So he goes to the bench with seven. But the reason this is a big deal is because the sportsbook messed up 
And if you took that bet and you put $40 on it, it paid out over $1,100. And they got hella raped on it. People were people went in and were putting it, because I guess some guy tweeted it. People were putting it in. They finally fixed it, but they, they acknowledged the bets as they were taken. All these people thought they had 1100 guaranteed in the bank. He doesn't get that rebound. He goes to the bench, doesn't come back in the game. That's a bad fucking beat, man. Tobias Harris is the worst. That's a bad beat, man. <laughs> Tobias Harris is the absolute fucking worst. Uh, tell me any other sport or any other industry that you could be paid as the 15th highest employee but not be the 15th best employee of, the, of that company or organization. <laughs> None. I can't think of any. Probably all sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's probably just all nah. sports. Nah, also, probably us. just a lot of corporations. Nah. Not in the world I live in. Fuck the <laughs> A lot of executive vice presidents, Eric, are probably paid like the 15th best employee and are probably nowhere close to the 15th best employee in that company. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it does differ from sports and corporate world, but anyway, I was just trying to make a point. The dude's the 15th highest paid player in the league, and he does not play like it. But casual anyway, fans don't know Tobias Harris. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's and the most... 15th highest paid player in the National Basketball League. Well, it might be lower now. I think feel like we're using a little bit of dated stats because some of these contracts have gotten outrageous lately. 20th best player. Paid yeah, player I mean, if we looked it up, maybe it's league. like 19th or something. Yeah. But the fact that at one point we looked it up and he was 15th, and, and I'm talking about recently, like within 18, <laughs> 18 yeah. months, two years, fucking bum. And Nick, you got anything for the roomies? I know who Tobias Harris is. And he's a bum. <laughs> All right. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs> <laughs>